Welcome to Till It Tea Time. I'm Melissa, and today I will be talking to Vanessa Nicely as she discusses some of her books and her writing process. Also, later on in the podcast, I will be giving a little review on a book by Jody Headland called Undaunted Hope. So grab yourself a cuppa, sit back, and enjoy the podcast. Today I have Vanessa Nisley joining me on Till It Tea Time. Hi Vanessa, and thank you for joining me on the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I am 38. I have five kids. Um, they are one, five, seven, nine, and 11. <laughs> and I live in Yuma, Arizona. These are my first novels that I've started writing. What are the names of your novels? Um, my first novel is called Beneath Outstretched Arms. Um, and then I've had that one released. And then the second one called A Little While Longer. And I'm working on the third. And it's, um, basically a coming of age series. There is romance, but it doesn't necessarily follow all of the, the romance protocol to maybe be considered only romance. So, um, but the backdrop to the series is that it takes place during the Black Plague in England, which also is probably not the most romantic setting, really. But um, they're they're immersed in the Black Plague sort of in the first book, and then the second and those following deal with the aftermath of just a change of culture a little bit and how it affects them as the characters move along through the story. Your book sounds so fascinating, and you said you were working on another one? just the third there's going to be four in the series and so it's it's a focus it focuses on a friendship between um lady valena ambrose and esquire tristan challenger which is esquire meaning he's the son of a um a knight not a knight himself and it's about their friendship which emerges through some very difficult and painful circumstances because of the plague but because of that um the friendship becomes more than it might otherwise have developed into on its own. You know, just like people thrust into hard circumstances, they really bond. And so um, the question that develops later is, do they have to take their friendship to the next level? Do they want to, or these other circumstances come in and that sort of threaten their friendship in general, like whether it can even exist and what they decide to do with that. Should they move forward? Or, you know, was it always ever meant to be a friendship? And so that's sort of dealt with through the book. When does that book come out? Um, the third one that I'm working on, I'm hopefully the summer <laughs> would be my hope. <laughs> <laughs> How did you come up with the characters for your books? Um, well, I stole uh, some names from friends that I had in college, to tell you the truth, because I thought that I would... And even some personalities, because I thought that I would need to sort of know my character inside and out to write them. And I had these friends that had sort of, you know, unique personalities. And I thought, oh, I will, I will do it after them. Like, for instance, I have a friend named Rainbow. And in my search for medieval names, I ran across a name called Rainy Deus. And I was like, well, there you go. <laughs> I'm going to take that one. <laughs> and um, her personality is a great one. To work with and it's fun but what I have realized is that as I've written them they really veered very far you know from 
the person I maybe envisioned to begin with. And I think that's sort of what characters do. They sort of beg to be their own person. And then you have to listen (laughs) to to who they are. And they fight with me sometimes in terms of what they want to say or do. I might want to go a different direction. So that's how it started. Um, One of my characters, Rowan, there is a a person in college who I thought, oh, he's he's such a fun quirky, sarcastic, you know, personality. But Roan in the book is sort of a playboy who comes to faith later. My friend in college, you know, didn't kiss until he was married. So there's a lot of veering from who I started out as. Are you self-published or traditionally published? I am self-published. And so, you know, I didn't try to be traditionally published. I talked to my, I have a publisher, but she helps you self-publish. And um, I think I would have gone this route regardless at this point, maybe in the future. I might think of trying to be traditionally published, but not now. This is, this works for me. What are some obstacles you've come across during the writing process? Um, well, sort of twofold. Um. The first being just trying to get to the computer itself, um, having five kids and one of them being one and nap schedules and trying to still be a wife and keep the house clean. And I do homeschool. So just getting to the writing table in general is a task. Um, once I get there, uh, I have a lot of writer's block on occasion because I have to get my mind into my writing and off of whatever I was just doing. Um, but what I've tended to see in that is that it's not really writer's block. In some ways, I'm going the wrong direction in my story. And I've had to learn while writing to say, I know I love that dialogue. I know I love that scene, but I'm going to have to dump you because <laughs> you are, it's not working. My mind is not going the right place. And I keep coming and stopping after the third sentence after I try to get through this chapter and I've had to just dump entire chapters and it's opened up like the story immensely, but it's hard for me to say, okay, I'm going the wrong way. I need to think outside the box. How have you overcome some of these obstacles? Well, I don't know that all of them are overcome really in terms of getting to the, getting to the table in the first place. Um, I try to write at nap times or. At night, uh, my husband lets me go out to Starbucks. So I do, I'll go to Starbucks from like six to 10 and just, there's nothing else to do there but write. So that's always a fantastic way to get some alone time. And, uh, the kids are really sweet. They know I'm writing. I think it's the ones that are old enough. I think it's good for them to know that I have something I love to do. And even my son has come to me and be like, Mom, I wrote a story. Read my story. Or why don't, can I write, read your story? And I'm like, no, <laughs> you're too young. <laughs> when you sit down to write, do you listen to any music? I can't. No, I, I think that my ear is too in tune to what's being said in the music and I can't focus. Although, oddly enough, it was music that did inspire this whole series in the first place. I used to work in a store, uh, Kohl's, when I only had one kid. This this story came back when I only had one kid, so it took a long time before I actually got serious and wrote it. Um, from a band called Hoover, I don't know if it's Hoover Ponic or Hoover Phonics, by a song called Out of Sight, and for whatever reason, that song sounded medieval to me, and the whole story popped in my head 
and I wrote it down and just sort of saved it on the back burner until like two years ago. So would you consider that your inspiration for your stories or did another story inspire you? I think it was just, you know, I don't know why this particular story came in my head. Um, I've had a lot of really good friendships. Um, in college, it was when I went to um, Multnomah Bible College, actually. And there's just that time where you're in a bubble of just believers. And it's just such a precious time. And during that, um, those friendships were really developed and ones that I missed. And so I think when I heard the song and it came in my head, it was friendship was like the main, you know, vein that ran through my story. And then, but I want, I've always grown up reading romance. So I had to put romance in it too. Okay. If you were going on a trip, what three books would you take with you? Okay. Let's see. I would bring, um, one of the newest authors I started reading was actually a male author, um, Stephen Bly. And I know he's been around for a while, but not known to me. Um, I like male authors because I think their perspective on a woman is different. And sometimes women get their male characters uh, a little wrong. I think sometimes they make them a little feminine. So I like reading a male writer every once in a while. And Anne Garhart, I might, I'm saying that wrong, I think. <laughs> and um, Widemeyer is another one. And so those, or Francine Rivers, throw her in. Would you say any of those authors inspired you to write? You know, I didn't. I'm sorry. It was Anne Gabhart. I said her name wrong. Um, I did not know about any of these authors growing up, to tell you the truth. Another one is Deanne Gist. I really like her. Um, my gateway book was Roses for Mama by Janet Oak. That was the first novel I was given as a teen. And... So then I started reading like Lori Wick and, and things like that. I loved The Zion Covenant by Bodhi Taney. Um, what got me loving a series where the heroine and hero don't get together until the very end though was like the heart of India series by Linda Chaikin. And she had several of those kind of books. Um, <clears throat> it was the heart of India. Then she had the Buccaneer series where it was the first time I read anything where they didn't get together till like three books down the line. And you could develop their character so much more. I love that. And so that really opened up something for me. So, yeah, I think I think they were probably the most integral. In fact, uh, Linda Chaikin series, the Buccaneer series, was the one who finally got me researching. Her research was so good that I finally was like, I have to research if I'm ever going to write this book. And so I went to the library and came home with like 19 medieval books and read them all and then found out later that she actually graduated from Multnomah Bible College as well, which I thought was pretty cool that it was her books that got me finally up and going. Actually, Roses for Mama was one of the first books that I read and got me into Christian fiction. I, I really want to read it again because to me that was like the most amazing book, but I, I haven't gone back to it. Yeah, I haven't read that one since I was a kid, but I started reading all of her other books after I read that one. Yes, yes, me too. So as a Christian author, what is the most important thing to include in your writing? Um, I think hope. Um, I'm not extremely preachy in the books. I mean, although 
it's definitely Christian, but I think from most people who read them are already Christians. So I think, I would assume that most Christians read Christian novels. <laughs> um, but I don't know how to describe it. Maybe, maybe that it's the way that the character makes decisions because they are Christians versus the other characters who aren't. And so to see the difference between what guides one and, you know, not the other. Um, I do have several conversions in the book. My main character does not start out as a believer. She starts out um, Catholic, you know, in the medieval church. And a lot of people her close to her have died because it is during the plague. And so she really has a trial of faith. And it's someone else who brings her back into faith. And it's not a Catholic book. I wouldn't say that necessarily. But um, in fact, it's a little predates the reformers. But the idea of you don't need a priest to save you. And so he's more on the reformed end, sort of coming out of some of the more of the staunch Catholic beliefs. Um, but I would say hope that their decisions are different. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? I think Jerusalem. Because I think it would be cool to uh, walk where Jesus walked and says it's where he'll return someday. That'd be a cool place to go. <laughs> yeah, I've always wanted to go there too. I think it'd be so cool to see the history. Yes. Yes. That would be amazing. That'd be amazing. So last but not least, do you prefer tea or coffee? That was actually a hard one for me because I'm not habit forming. <laughs> My only <laughs> habit is not forming habits or sticking with any habits I've tried. Um, I like creamer with some coffee and I like, uh, bangle spice tea and I can take either one. It's whoever's making them. <laughs> Thank you so much, Vanessa, for being on Till at Tea Time. I really enjoy talking to you and learning more about you. I will have a link in the description of the podcast for anyone who's interested in looking into your books. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. So I'm going to talk a little bit about Jody Headland's book, Undaunted Hope. It's book three in the series Beacons of Hope. It's about Tessa Taylor, who heads to the Upper North Michigan as school teacher, hoping to start a new chapter in her life. When she arrives, she finds out they are expecting a male teacher, not a female. The superintendent of the mining company that hired her says she can stay through the winter, though. Tessa throws herself into her work, and two of her students think she would be a great match for their father, who is a widower. Around the same time, Alex makes his interest known, but she gets the feeling that someone is following her every move. I didn't read the uh, other two books in the series, but that didn't really matter. Uh, this book was a great page turner and was based in my home state of Michigan. I really like Jody Hedlund's style of writing. Uh, I also enjoyed the history in this book. Uh, Hedlund's book will take you to northern Michigan during the cold winter. Uh, it actually made me feel really cold when I was reading it. With some uh, added mystery, history, and romance, this book will keep you on the edge of your seat. I will say the first few chapters of this book was hard for me to get into, but then I wasn't able to put it down once I uh, started reading. 
I also uh, loved the cover of this book. I really recommend reading this series and this book. And if you do, I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Next week, I will be giving a short review on a book by Sarah Sondon called Through Waters Deep. And I hope you will join me next week. If you are wanting to be on the podcast, you can go to my website, alyssatillett.com, click on Tillett Tea Time podcast and fill out the information there. Would love to have you as a guest on the show. This podcast would also not be possible without you guys listening. And if you could just share it with your friends, I would really appreciate that. Uh, you can find me on my author Facebook page, facebook.com slash author Alyssa Tillett. And just a quick note about the May schedule, I probably won't have as many podcasts come out this May since I will be busy traveling and visiting family. But at the end of May, I will have a very special guest with me, my sister. Her name is Maddie. We will be discussing more on the lines of music. She's a very talented musician, but I am also a little biased since she is my sister. Well, that wraps things up for this podcast. I thank you so much for listening, and I'm Alyssa, and this is Till It Tea Time.